Hello to our listeners and welcome to TNT ESQ. Along with my co-host Teresa Quinlan, I'm Rhys Thomas. We make up TNT. For those of you who don't know, TNT is our initials. Simple, right? Uh, we're here to explode the status quo. This series is all about talking with people who are helping us to think differently so we can start doing differently. Our guest today is Simon Rogers, a transformation coach, unlocking full potential, connecting people and teams through a coaching method that supports managers and their teams and any challenge they have by connecting them with who they are, aligning everyone on what is needed and committing to getting it done. Welcome, Simon. We're so grateful to have you joining us today. Thank you. I'm uh, happy to be here. And I, should, I wish I would have wrote that because that sounds really cool. <laughs> it, it is cool. Um, what you do is cool. And I can't wait to share uh, just a small snippet of the amazing things that you and your team are helping people experience. Your passion, your obsession, your focus. You're focused on bringing people together to connect at a different level so that they can be closer aligned with each other. It seems to be that when we become focused on something, whatever it is, there's always a story that leads us to that point. So yeah. this would be a great opportunity for you to give us some background. Where did all this begin for you? Brilliant. Thank you for that. I would like to say that when this kind of happened, it was like a, a eureka moment. I'm like a number two guy. I'm like a back runner. In other words, if I was to pinpoint it, it's kind of going back 13, 14, maybe 15 years, I met um, a good buddy of mine. We, uh, we were managing teams together, working together. You know, it just, took a, it just took a while and we kind of thought, well, wait a minute, we kind of have a different way of doing stuff and a different idea of how to get people together, how to do meetings. And it was very kind of, this is a bit of a shitty meeting, how can we make it better? And it was very basic. So there was no eureka at, at all. It was just there must be a better way to bring people together and, and just enjoy it more where everybody has a chance to articulate, everybody has a voice. So I guess 14, 15 years ago we started, we worked in three or four companies together. So we always had big teams. I always managed big teams. So anybody that's listening to this that was in my team before, not guinea pigs, we were not testing on you. <laughs> but we would test a few things out and we would see if that worked, didn't work. You know, not just not just for us, but for the people in the in the room in the meeting, was this was this good? Was this beneficial? And we just kept going and going. We we just continue to start to just work on it. And then about two years ago, we were getting to a stage where we were. It's hard to go back to the old way of bringing people together. It's hard to step in a room uh, when it's old school. And, and there's a guy up front and he's presenting and there's, there's people in the room and half of them on the phone, half of them asleep. Uh, and, and there's no interaction, there's no kind of togetherness, there's no kind of connection between the people. At half of the meetings that I was in before, there was people in there that I'd never even seen before, never met, so, but I never had a chance. And, then, and we thought, this is not right, this is not how it should be. So two years ago is when I, kind of said, I want to do more of this. And then I got more engaged and more engaged. I started my own company up like just over a year ago, maybe a year and a half ago. And this is all I do now. 
and like I said, it was over a long period of time that I'd kind of I've had enough and we'd found a better way. And it was so I never introduced who I am. You know, I say, Hi, I'm Simon, let's get started. And we start. I don't tell them about my company, I don't tell them about me, and they don't know what they're going to do. So I say, Okay, hey, what's the smallest team size? And some people have actually said three. And I said, no, okay, it's two. And so then they get, find a partner and find somebody that you don't know and maybe find somebody that you don't really like. But when you're choosing them, don't tell them which one you chose. <laughs> that's, that, that's not going to start off well. Don't laugh. It, I know. I'm just thinking right now that I totally would be in that meeting and pick someone that I knew. and make, They know that I know them. So there's only one option left. I want to get you in a session that's the deal let's make that work so um so yeah to kind of just to get back to that question is it it was over a long long period of time and you know people tried out things and 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 went to the front and didn't did the stuff first before I did and I was always a contributor I was always I always eased myself in and I always kind of tested the water and I always dipped my toe in um, and I was always kind of, oh, God, I really want to do this, but, and then the other thing, the family and, 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 and all the responsibilities around it and doing something that's really new, you know, that's not kind of been doing, I've not seen it before that people focus on teams. So, you know, it was, it was like putting my feet uh, and I'm a size, and I'm, I'm a size 11 and it, I was, I was trying to squeeze it into a size six. And it would never fit, yeah. And then I found out that I, f- I could wear size 11 shoes and it fit nice. So and that's when I decided that I'm going to keep the size 11s on. Can you describe or explain the phrase talking from your boots? Yes, of course. It's the real deal stuff. What do you really want to say? What's really inside that you really want to say, but you might think, ah, if I say it, I'm going to hurt the people or they might not really want it and... Maybe it comes across wrong. There's another, another phrase you could use is just call it out. What is it? And when you get excited about something, that's when I, that's when I say it's coming from the boots, yeah? You, you know, you're steadfast and it's coming right from down. It's coming right from with you. It's coming out freely. So like today, I could have wrote down some notes that I wanted to say. I could have had these three things that I wanted to pull. You know, these three things sound good. I want to put these in. To this, to this call or anything like this, but I, do, I never do this. I just, whatever's in is going to come out. And that's the same thing with the, with the session is whatever you say and however you say it, that's good enough. And that's good enough for the people uh, and it's good enough for the room. And you don't need to be positive. You don't need to be nice. You just need to express yourself, however that is for you. Mm-hmm. So um, that's what really talking from the boots uh, is all about. It's real deal, call it out, say it as it is. And is this the foundation of then how you drive deeper connection within teams so that they then work better together? You know, it's an element. You know, you can't start this way. You can't kind of start and expect somebody goes, boom, here it is right, right in your face. It does happen sometimes that somebody goes, super, I've been waiting for this opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I'm a one-to-one. It's, it's kind of friendly. It's not too, there's a safer environment. And I feel okay about it because they know that whatever they express, they're going to get appreciative feedback. That's another part of the flow here. So then there's kind of a, a bit of a, you know, psychological safety around it to some degree. 
if I was to say out of a hundred times, maybe one or two kind of start off like this, but once you go through one or two or three sessions, then you can really start to put the real deal in the room. You can ease into that shoe by asking the, the right questions to uh, prize it out a little bit, not, not pull it out too much mm -hmm. and not make it kind of, not force it, but just ease it out. So you can get there, but it's that, that one's kind of halfway through kind of near the end that you can really talk like this. It's harder for some, it's easy for others. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So now you've identified what the flow is, you know how to get the right results. I believe you've also recently had a book come out to describe the process. Does that mean the process is complete? Is it ongoing? Is there an opportunity for a new pair of boots to come along next year? Or is it set in stone now, the flow? Like when we started this years and years ago, we will still be redefining and sharpening this up from years and years to come. This will never be finished. I don't think. And the beauty of this is another part of this flow is every time you do something, if you can find what was good, what could have been better, uh, what did I learn from it and what am I going to do next time, every single time, then you got, you're always going to make some, you're going to improve something, you're going to stop doing something that didn't work. You're going to learn constant learning. And, and when you reflect on this from the me, what, what, did, what did I do? good where's my room for improvement or the flow itself but what was that what was good about the team where's the room for improvement for the team so there's three kind of different levels of doing that too so you know we certainly have a way of improving this and, and making this more impactful from us as the facilitators but there's more power and there's more learning from the people in the room than anything else so we take all of this all of the time and we redefine it, we do it better. We can even do it one way in the morning and in the afternoon it's better because we've learned from the morning. One of the best team experiences I've ever had was a group of five. And this group tended to work together, I think, the best because there was an understood respect that each person had as a core value that that's how they were going to treat other people yeah. and then a willingness to be part of discussion and dialogue right so a willingness to explore a new idea a willingness to put something out there and have someone contribute to it or even dismiss it there was yeah. this open sort of ability of being and then there was a unique thing that happened the team needed to grow and it grew by eight so we went from five to thirteen and as soon as those other eight came in, the team was never the same. It could never, it never got to that same place once again. Well, what do you think? What could have gone wrong? So I'm going to, I'm sorry, but I'm going to throw it back to you first to say, what did you think? So you, you was in there. So, you know, if you name, if you could name two things, what would it be? One, definitely insecurity like an individual people's insecurity and the the second would have been misunderstanding uh-huh mm -hmm. so so here's another question for you did you welcome them with open arms straight away and then Great. instead of having your meeting with five your meeting was with 13 but the meeting flowed the same way 
Yeah, that happened. So like my welcome, because I was the leader, happened when these new eight came and they were all remote from me. So uh, I sent them like a welcome balloon package each <laughs> and a personalized card and then did a virtual hello to them. And then uh, within three days, we all came together. So there was minimal time between when we all became a team to when we were all together in the same physical space. And we spent a majority of the first day, I would say maybe five hours, just straight up getting to know each other better. They knew each other because we were in the same department, but different teams before, and now we're all coming to one team. But there was this like tension that you could cut like a knife because of preconceived notions of what each other thought of each other. So we laid it on the table and attempted to have open discussion which I thought went fairly well because most of the time was like, Oh, <laughs> holy smokes. Like I was a little like, wow, I can't believe people are, wow. I didn't know it was that bad. Meaning I didn't know people were feeling that sort of destructive. What would you have done differently? Maybe I would have stayed with it a lot longer. I allow, I think what I did was I allowed them to get to a space where it felt like it was okay, but wasn't actually resolved. Yeah. It's interesting because it's the 13 that need to decide when it's, um, when it's good enough. Um, so this is a process, by the way, just like when we bring teams together, we also work with cross-functional team, project teams. They come from different areas. The start is always important when you bring them together and you, you, know, you mix them up. If that was me and I had what I have now to use, I would pair them up and you, and you and an existing person. You, know, you would get them to, to, to articulate on a one-to-one how they feel about joining the team. You, you, you won't get interrupted while you're talking. The other person will give you positive feedback and then you can switch around and then you can bring two other pairs together as a four. So what you're doing is you're breathing in and out to this new team, team dynamics and then you mix them up again with some new and then you bring it down and you'd open it right up until you're 13 people. And, and it's not just a one-time event. You know, you've got to keep doing it. And then ask them how they feel and ask them how it is, all of them. You know, and it's, a, it's about the intent of why you bring these people together. Hey, guys, I want you to be a really good team, a really strong team, and I'd like you to look after each other. And I do understand that. We've got a team of five that have been here forever and, and gelled, and I've got you new guys and ladies coming in, but I want this to be a good team. I want you to look mm -hmm. after each other like you should. It's, it's a normal thing that you should look after your teammate. Mm -hmm. I'd like you look after your family and you'll look after your friends. You have that as a basis. And that's the intent for you is that's what you would like. But you're not imposing it on them at all because they're doing the doing. Right. They will work that out by you asking the three or four questions, breathing in and getting the team to breathe in and breathe out, the two to the four to maybe a sixth and ten to a thirteen. And, and kind of 60 minutes later, you'll definitely have a different view of that togetherness. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. So is there a standard sort of number of times that you need to go through this process for the effect to take hold? Do you have to do it two or three times, four times? Have you found over the you know, many years of doing this, there's a sort of mean uh, number that you need to go through? It, generally, does it take three or four times to cement the first time is obviously all new. I'm getting to get to the second time. Okay, it's a bit familiar. Third time, fourth time, yeah, I'm totally bought into it. I can connect, I can align, I can commit. How, how often do you have to do it? Do you... So I'm not a big fan of giving an average. I'm not a big fan of saying it's three. 
Mm. Um, you know, we start somewhere and we have a plan because we need to have a plan because we're, we're the experts of what we bring into an organization. So they, they look to us to say, what, what are you bringing in? Let's get started. And if you like it, then we'll do it again. And if you like it a lot, then after your team's gone through however many you like, then we'll do the team underneath, uh, like the managers and the manager and his team. Like, but you can put a package together. You, you need to have, it's like a, any business, you need to be able to say, here's option A, B and C or something like this. So how many do they need? Everybody's totally different and that's fine. And that's how it should be. Some people have, you know, 10 or 15 minutes, a quick couple of parts of the flow, and then that's all time we had. And, and some people have grabbed it and it's changed who they are. It's changed how they listen. It's changed how they give feedback. They're conscious of not interrupting. They feel that they need to look after people better. You know, if you, if you say that, here's the flow, and you go check in, connect to line commit, check out, debrief. That's the whole thing. You can do it in two hours. And that's like a cake. But what you can do is you can just, it's good to have the cake once a month, but you can have a slice. So what about if you just did a bit of it and a bit of it, and you can do that a bit more often. Maybe you do it at a team meeting and you can do it once a week or something. But you can also have a slice, but you can just have a spoonful. So you can have a spoon. And the spoon is the interaction qualities that you have. So you could just say, I'm going to listen better. And it sounds very simple, but it's practiced too little in companies. And if somebody just took away this after a session, then I'm totally happy. Good job that we've devised something simple because I can't do complicated. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, execution is where usually people trip over their feet. Concepts can be very simple for people to understand. And then they try doing them like appreciative listening. And what ends up happening is they can't even get out of their head for a minute. To be yeah. able to listen to what the other person is really saying. Hmm. Okay. Can we have a taste of what this is like? This is me asking nicely. <laughs> yeah, of course. Do you want to do a bit? I do. Do you want, do you want a spoonful? Do you want a little slice? Yes. I mean, I could eat a whole cake, okay. but let's start with a spoonful. <laughs> okay. Then, then, let's, then, then, then let's do it. Uh, hello, I'm Simon. Let's get started. So between you two, without saying a word... Decide who's going first into the not known question. Over to you. Have you decided? Yeah. Okay. Who is it? Because I didn't know. It's me. <laughs> so I'm going to give you, Teresa, I'll set, I'll set it up. 40 seconds to answer this question. And lovely Reese, because he's such a lovely guy, is going to look after you and he's going to listen for 40 seconds. He's never going to interrupt you because we don't do that. And then when you're finished, I'm going to be the timekeeper. So don't worry about the time. And uh, Reese is um, then afterwards going to give you 20 seconds of positive, appreciative feedback to what you said. Okay. Okay. And then we're going to switch over. Reese is going to do the same. And you're going to be very nice to him. And you're going to listen without interrupting. And if you, if you finished in 29 seconds, you're going to have 11 seconds. I hope I've done the maths right. Of, of focused silence okay uninterrupted silence so you need you'll have the full 40 seconds and the same as the 20 seconds of feedback so are you ready ready here's the question who are you and why are you here time starts now oh 
This is a really difficult question. Who am I? A human being and I think a loving spirit. Why am I here on the planet? It's such a big question to answer. So I would say why I'm here is to be able to contribute to my community, whoever that happens to be. Generally for me, it's the people that are within my vicinity or those that I can connect with even virtually. To be able to share everything that I am to give them full love and acceptance and make the world a better place for them. Thank you. Well done. Um, Reese. now you have... 20 seconds of positive, appreciative feedback. Time starts now. Um, well, first of all, I, I appreciate the, the energy and the smile that you, you gave when you had that answer. It made me feel it was genuine. It made me think it was authentic. Knowing you, I also believe that everything you said is true. So I'm appreciative of the truth that was in your answer. I don't know, hopefully that's 20 seconds. Yep, finish that thought. Perfect, Reese. Well done, sir. Let's switch it around. So, Reese, are you ready? You know, you definitely have an advantage, of course, because now you know the question. So, who are you and why are you here? You have 40 seconds, sir. Time starts now. Why am I here? I'm here because I want to learn. I'm here because I want to share what I've learned. I want to inspire people with what I've learned. And ultimately, I want to make a difference. Who I am is someone who is able to interpret other people's intentions and feelings and thoughts in a way that can then be turned back to help them express and understand their own potential, their self-awareness, their realization, help them achieve what they don't think is possible, but which everyone else can see is. Perfect, thank you. So over to you, Teresa, for 20 seconds of positive, appreciative, love-filled feedback for your partner, Reese. Thank you, Reese. What I appreciated most was your ability to articulate it, which really inspired me because it leads me to believe you've thought this through that this is something that is really resonating from your boots. <laughs> it is your truth. So I find that really inspiring. Thank you. Thank you for that. I also think it, like it's such a noble pursuit. Thank you. So there you go. That's just one connect. Now, of course, we're recording this. If you can imagine this being in a room with the guys and, and you've, you've got your own space, then it's different, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but that's just a little taste. And, you know, you can go where you want to go with this by just putting the question in. It's always good to start with the I, to talk about yourself, but then you talk about the team and then you can go different places with it. You can imagine how the future would be if everything was working great. You could go in that direction. You could go in to imagine, but you can also go in what's in the way what's bugging you the most and you can go in that direction too but this is the part of the connector line committer connecting with each other getting an idea of who the people are why they're there in the team you align on why what's the intent of being in the room and then you commit on to make that imagined reality of what you've just articulated before and if there's something in the way something that's um, not working 
then you'll articulate that too, you'll share it around and you reflect it with the people in the room. And then you've got to commit to something. You've got to say, well, I'm going to go after it. I'm going to take that part of this and I'm going to fix it and I'm coming back on Thursday when it's done. So that's kind of the flow of how it works. But that was just a little taste. And I want to thank you too, well, Teresa, for asking to have a go and for you both to, for trying it out. Thank you very much. I'd like to say it's actually, even though we are virtual as well, the feeling of needing to share something like, who are you and why are you here? It seems like, well, that's a pretty simple question, but I guess it depends on how the individual would interpret the question as well. I'm Teresa and I'm like, I could totally have gone down that route to have done that. But my initial thought was it's probably got to be something a little bit more juicy than that. Um, Just from my perspective, many years ago, I would have answered just much more logically. However, I could see how if an instruction was partner with someone you don't know very well, it's such a great way for people to look eye to eye and be able to share something that I wouldn't have known about you. And if my purpose is to listen, to be able to thank you for that share, that's a whole different experience than me just listening because you're giving me information. Indeed. Perfect. Yep. To get someone to have this level of intimacy and honesty and sharing, is there nothing that needs to precede that? Do you, you need to, you said you just go in, you start, hi, I'm Simon, let's go. How does that create that trust and that safety, especially with people who don't know each other, to divulge so freely in what's probably a corporate instigated environment where they are not there by choice, they are there by a decree. And um, <laughs> how, how do you do that? I mean, besides your smile and your, your, your charisma, how do, you, how do you get them to do this? It's just my smile and my charisma, shit. That's all. <laughs> no. So, so Reese, I'd like to go back and just grab what you just said, that wouldn't it be great if everybody was working in a company by choice? Mm. So thank you for saying that. Let's mm. hold on to that thought. And have fun and enjoy going in and have a smile when they go in and enjoy meeting their colleagues and going around and giving high fives and and just being happy to be there. If that is how the world will end, the business world, then I will be a happy boy for my kids. So uh, thank you for calling that one out. So um, the, the, the start is I'm in the background. I'm not invisible, but I'm not the most important person in the room, period. If, you, if we were having a proper session, let's say it's a two-hour session, then I would be doing 5%, 10% max of the time would be mine. And it would be more at the front and more at the end. More at the front just to tell them how it works and just to set them up. I mentioned it, I think, earlier is that, hi, everybody, we're now a team. I'm the team, we're a team, and we like each other because teams like each other. And we're looking after each other in this circle. And if we need something and somebody calls something out, then we listen and we wait. If somebody's still doing something, we wait for them. If somebody's feeling uncomfortable, then we stop. Uh, if somebody needs to leave, they can leave. So I set it up like this. I know when I say, hi, I'm Simon, let's get started, it's kind of qu- quite abrupt. But there's a niceness around it. That's just, that's enough of me. And now it's over to you. And, and then I... I kind of, and it's not rules and regulations or something like this. It's kind of like interaction qualities that you could call it. Um, and that just puts the theme there. 
So it kind of it kind of lets everybody kind of shakes it off. Um, and normally we wouldn't do a 40-20 like we just did there. We'd you could start with 80 seconds or 40 seconds and you, you can give them a bit more time and then you would reflect and you'd have more time and then the discussion you'd have more time. So it's really, really not rushed. That's just setting the scene. And I, and we, and I say also that it could be uncomfortable, but and what you say is fine and what you say is good enough and it will always be good enough for us. I love this phrase, interaction qualities, because I can, oh, I can remember every meeting I've ever been in begins with like rules of engagement. <laughs> and I just feel like, wow, we're really strict to make sure no one steps out of line. <laughs> Do I have to put my hand up to go to the bathroom too? Like, is, is that what we're doing here? Like, it really feels very sort of dictatorish. Never like that. So this is so much better, interaction qualities. I also like that it's said in a way that's, an assumption of how we just are already. We're a team, we care about each other, we respect each other. Oh yeah, we do do those things. We should, yes. Yeah, exactly. but we don't set it up as we should be. We should be like the preachy sort of language. When you remove that and just make it the assumption that this is how teams operate, perhaps that removes a little bit of the resi resistance that you might get from individuals who are there by decree. Yeah. Yeah. I like to say, you know, let's just be nice to each other. And it's like, oh, it's very flat. But it's not. Just being nice to people in general, it's a, it's a good thing. And I think they're very good qualities. There's no rocket science in, in what we do, but it's very powerful because it is so simple. And you will be surprised on how people struggle to give positive feedback. But I want to be critical Simon, but I want, I don't, I'm not always positive. I want to give critics. Mm. Okay. <laughs> well, have you tried to be nice? Or have you tried to give positive feedback? What, how do you feel when you get positive feedback, by the way? Mm. And you go, oh, yeah, well, it feels quite good. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and, and, and like I mentioned before, you can go after the shit in the room, so to speak. You right. can go after the problems. And, and you can debrief and you say, well, what the hell was wrong? What could be improved? So it's not all fluffy and nice and, and high fives and, and big, big hugs and cuddles. Yeah? You go after the intent of why you're in that room together. We're here for mm -hmm. this hour to fix that problem. And we're all going to do it together. But first we start with ourselves. First we start with each other. And then we go after the thing and we align on the thing that everybody has the same view. Then we decide what everybody's going to do to fix the thing. Wow. Yep. That's what we're going to do. We have, we use this hashtag, not anymore, because, you know, when you challenge the status quo or explode the status quo, basically you stop doing some things. We can't not pay attention to this power and need or the power of our need as human beings to connect with people first as a general springboard to then aligning with each other and going, oh, so we're of like heart or like mind or like goal or like purpose. That's great. Awesome. And now we will have this greater appreciation of the fact that we are all working towards a similar goal or similar goals. And we can't not pay attention to the need for teams to have to do this, to operate as dynamic, high-functioning teams, where people get to then come to work with a smile on their face and the high fives. Like, yeah, it's not utopian. It's, it's going to happen because people like you are doing this kind of work. 
So to help our listeners start to do something differently in their workplace, because our listener could be someone who's a leader of a team, but they could be a member of a team, they could be a CEO. What might be the first thing you would recommend that they start doing to move themselves in this direction? Go after, you know, I said about the cake and the slice and the spoon, the interaction qualities, I would start there. Stop interrupting. Let the person finish. Don't listen to reply, but listen to appreciate. Give people, give people time, everybody, and uh, go around and say hi to people. Mm. Not just your team, but the, the lady or the guy on the reception. And, and I said it before, kind of just being nice. We're not nice enough in business. And just smile, walk around and see people and smile at them and thank them for what they're doing without them having to do something for it, without them having to hit their numbers or be the most, the most powerful person and the, the biggest number and the president's club and all the big guys, all this, all this kind of stuff. No, 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 they go around and make sure you say thank you to people. Reese, how do you feel about those? Lessons from hearing is, you know, it's something simple like just kindness. You know, we, we've talked to people before about kindness. We, we've talked about, you know, emotions. There's a stereotype that, you know, you have to leave your emotions, you leave your kindness, you leave your feelings yeah. at the door. I'm transporting myself back 15, however many years ago when you're in these meetings and you're in these ex experiences and these are the things that were pissing you off, that they, they weren't there, that you needed to change, that you wanted to find a better solution. And just by being nice and kind and receptive and appreciative and listening and understanding and caring, it all seemed to come together. But for me, what I think is, is really special about the way that you do the flow, you, you go to, people will do a workshop, they'll be facilitating, and the, the idea is you want to get everybody involved, but in a sort of normal setup, it's hard to get all these people to interact. You know, you can try, you can try and bring them into the conversation, but the way you do it, you kind of, not forced in a bad way, but like, they have to do it. So there's no sitting at the back, there's no waiting, and by doing that, all the team gets to hear what everyone has to think about it. And then the reflective piece, which I think that must be the real secret of the success of what you do. Mm. It's not just the getting to know each other, the connection, it's then the reflection and then the collective understanding. And then like, I, we, where, how, you know, these kind of things, how you get to these places and solve, solve the problem. So I love it. So. <laughs> Brilliant. Thank and, you for sharing it. Yeah, you're welcome. Can I just say a, a few seconds on the reflection round? Yes. So after you've connected the one-on-one -on -one and you open it up to maybe a four or something like this, and uh, it's like in business where one, a team come together with another team to get something done, the discussions and the stuff that they're happening in the, in the team of two over here and the team of two over there, when they come together, they can reflect. Where a reflection round is one person starts and everybody has a voice. It goes around once without interruption and you just share what you want to share. And it's okay to go, no, I'm good. And, and, and everybody shares once. And, and when they're finished, then they can discuss. Once it's gone around one time, they can discuss. And the quality of the discussion after the reflection is so much higher and so much uh, more powerful. And, and I believe that the learning is in the reflecting. You learn from the others. 
it's very hard to learn in the doing, but in the reflecting, learning from others is where the power is in the reflection. That models exactly like adult learning principles is you reflect and then you do, and then you learn in that process during the reflection part, because then you're going to try something different and you'll get some feedback and you just kind of loop through this constantly. Thank you so much, Simon, for sharing your work, your humor. Yes, we definitely had experienced in this conversation, like some things that our listeners will be able to start doing and start being better at. And I love the simplicity of some of these details as well, because, you know, simplicity is nice because people can then take them and start running with them instead of having to, you know, now I got to go read a whole other book or watch a TED talk for 20 minutes or something like that. No, just listen for five, get the good stuff out of it, go and start doing some stuff. So if, if our audience would like to connect more with you, Simon, they can do so on LinkedIn. They can also check out your website, www.impactintheroom.com or email you directly, simon at impactintheroom.com. And can you please just give a little plug for your book? What, the, you mean this one? Yeah, I mean that one, that, that, one, one. <laughs> that one right there. Well, well uh, there's a lot of people behind the pages, like I mentioned before, and two professors. Um, in Switzerland wrote this so there uh, so it's their book and go and buy one thanks a lot awesome beyond leadership is the name of the book so we're we love to do <laughs> rapid fire Q&A with our guest Simon it's, yep. it's just a nice way to wrap it up see what you're thinking on some particular choice statements are you ready sir yes I have I have listened to all of the other ones <laughs> go well I believe Reese is going to time you on <laughs> You have 40 seconds. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Are you ready? Manager or leader? Leader. Active or reactive? Active. Black and white or gray? I wish it was gray, black and white. Optimist or realist? Oh, optimist. Canada or England? Canada. Whoop. Heart or head? And maybe I'd like to add to this one this time. Or boots? Yeah. yeah. Um... <laughs> Oh, boots. Yeah, love it. Empathy or assertiveness? Empathy. Introvert or extrovert? Ex extrovert, but leaning into introvert somehow. I'm in the middle now. Omnivert. Thank Omnivert. you. For whatever that is, I think it's great. I'm one of those. <laughs> Logical or emotional? Oh, I know all these questions, but when you ask them, it's not nice. Logical. Okay. Innovation or process? Process. Lovely. Thank you for having some fun with us and a whole lot of learning, your passion, your truth. Love it. It's inspiring. Thanks to our listeners for being a part of the episode of TNT ESQ. My friends, you are an absolute delight and I'm glad that we could shed a little bit more light on the amazing work that you and your team are doing. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you, my friend. Thank you, Teresa. It was a pleasure. You guys keep doing what you're doing. I love it. The best way for us to find out if we are giving you, our listener, the value of your time by helping you think differently so you can do differently is if you write a review and give a rating on whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on.